Amen. We have been talking about faith for about the last two or three months. And so we're going to end on faith. Today we're talking about living by faith, the key to enduring life. Faith is the key to enduring this life that we lead. Faith is the key to enduring the natural circumstances that we all go through. Faith is the key. We've been getting rid of learned behavior that we've grown up with. When something happens, instead of us crying and running and tucking our heads, we learned over these last couple of months that we are to grab the word and speak the word. We've learned that it's already called us and made us righteous. We've learned that we don't have to run. We don't have to be ashamed. We don't have to be worried because this lifestyle that we lead and how God has made us righteous is not because of any special works that I've done with my own hands. God made me righteous because he loved me. God called me righteous and gave me the gift of righteousness, not because I prayed this morning, I prayed five minutes last week, I prayed two hours, not because of any of that, just because he loved me. I didn't have to do nothing special. I didn't have to fast for 40 days. I didn't have to fast for 40 nights. I didn't have to sure that I didn't curse. I didn't have to make sure that I didn't drink. I didn't have to make sure that I didn't go out and party. I didn't have to make sure that I didn't do any of that. He made me righteous because he loved me. And all I have to do is maintain my righteousness by believing what he's given me. That's all I have to do is believe. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us and fill us up with his truth, which is his word. We know that to say we believe is not enough. Our faith needs to be seen. It needs to be seen. Jesus cursed the fig tree because there were no figs on the tree. He didn't see any figs on the tree. We have to show our faith in God. Not just saying it, because a lot of times we say something out of our mouths, but we do a whole nother thing with our actions. We have to show that we believe. We have to have fruit, the fruit of faith to get the attention of those that have no clue. It's our job to be the righteous example. So today, I don't have a special story for you. I just have a scripture that we're gonna talk about. And it's Hebrews 10.38. Hebrews 10.38 says, but my righteous one shall live by faith and if he shrinks back my soul has no pleasure in him keys to enduring life 
you must maintain your righteousness. But my righteous one. So the first thing you have to do is understand your righteousness and be able to maintain it. We were made righteous through the resurrection of Jesus. No one in the Old Testament could keep all the laws, which means no one was in right standing with God. There was just no way that they could keep all the laws. So God allowed Jesus to come to fulfill the law. And upon his death, he allowed us free access to him. We no longer need a priest like in the Old Testament to, to make atonement, to make sacrifices for us. Because once Jesus died on the cross, the veil was rent. And we were granted full access to the Lord at all times. He made us righteous to be able to go to him on to go to God on our own. Our righteousness is a gift. I ain't do nothing special for it. In Romans 3:24 it says we're justified. Justified means to be made righteous as a gift. By his grace, through his favor, he favored us. And because he favored us, he redeemed us on the cross. That means he made atonement for our guilt. He acquitted us. So there is nothing you can do today to take back your righteousness. He gave it to you. He died on the cross for you. You have no reason to be guilty. You have no reason to be shameful. He made you righteous. So there's no reason that guilt should be able to rest on you. If you make a mistake, get up. You are yet breathing. Correct it. As long as there is breath in your body, you got a chance to get it right. Don't allow guilt to fest up in you and cause you to run and tuck and hide because you feel you're not worthy. That is not of God. Why did he die on the cross if you had to do something special to be righteous? Galatians 2.21 says, if righteous, in the further part of it says, if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. If I have to do something special to be righteous, to be blessed of God, then why did Jesus die on the cross? If it had to be because of the works that I did, we might as well have kept all the laws. That means we were all going to hell anyway because couldn't nobody keep the law. Nobody could keep the law. So we were all doomed from the beginning. But God saw fit to allow Jesus to come and walk this earth. Keeping the laws. Taking every sin that I ever would have thought of. Every act 
that we ever would have thought of. And he nailed it to the cross. He redeemed us. All we have to do is understand that no matter what, I am the righteousness of Christ. It don't matter what I did. I, I bind and I cast down those evil, wicked imaginations that try to regurgitate what I did. You know what? It doesn't matter what I did because I am getting up and I will maintain the fruit of righteousness. I'm yet breathing. I have a moment to get it together. So we must maintain righteousness. And in order to do that, you must maintain your faith. We've learned and know that faith is the established conviction concerning things unseen, things unsettled, unsettled expectation of future reward. Faith is the belief and the trust in and the loyalty to God. Faith is firm belief in something for which I don't have any proof. I have no proof. But I have complete trust without question. I have no proof but complete trust without question. Regardless of what I see, regardless of what I feel, regardless of what I hear, I am unmovable in my confidence. Romans 10, 17 tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We need to be able to hear the word of God being spoken to us through the Holy Spirit that we may confess the very word over our lives in any and every circumstance. The more we confess the word, the more we hear the word, the more we believe the word. The more we confess it is the more we hear it and then the more we believe it. That's how we cause the word to be manifested in our lives. Do we understand, seriously understand, the power that's in the word of God? His very words created the heavens and the earth just by speaking it. Just by speaking it, the heaven and the earth was created. His word is the answer to every situation in your life. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The word is. And there is no creature hidden from its sight. But all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him whom we have to do. God's word is active. Operative. Energizing. And effective. That's the word. It pierces the soul and the deepest parts of your nature. It exposes, it sifts, it analyzes, it judges your very thoughts. 
it judges the purpose of your heart. There is nothing that the Word of God can't do. Nowhere that the Word can't go. His Word delivers, set frees, it renews, it restores, it heals, it defends, it protects. What am I saying to you? I'm saying the same thing I said last week. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. We need the Word to live by this faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. God's Word is alive. He is alive. That's real surety in your life if you get that and hold on to it. Every obstacle, any obstacle, His Word is alive. There is nothing, no creature, nowhere that can hide from the Word of God. God's Word is alive. All you need is His Word. Believe in His Word. All you need is the Word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's real surety if you grab a hold of it. God is his word. So I have some questions. If we are Christ in the earth and we know that God's word is him and he is his word, what about your words. We're Christ in the earth. We're the ones here that's supposed to be carrying the word. God is his word. What he speaks is. What about your words? Who are you? What are you speaking out of your mouth? Psalms 45 and 1 says, my tongue is like the pen of a ready writer. What are you writing with your words? Are you taking the scriptures, the very words of God, and you're applying it to every obstacle, every situation, every mountain, every hurdle in your life? Or are you using your words idly and causing yourself more trouble, more hurdles, more pain than you are? What's coming out of your mouth? We must be mindful and intentional with our words in order to maintain your faith. If you don't need to maintain your faith, then say what you will. But in order to maintain your faith, remember, faith comes by hearing. So if I'm speaking the word, I'm hearing the word, which means the word is alive. The word is sharper than any two-edged sword. The word defends. The word protects. Whatever you need the word to do, it'll do it if you hear it. 
So what am I hearing? Why am I not able to get over this mountain and it's been here forever? What am I hearing? Why am I still in the very same place dealing with the same issues? Why is it that I'm still dealing with my weight? Why is it that I'm still dealing with being broke? Why is it that I'm still dealing with, with not living right? Why is it that I'm still dealing with lying? Why is it that I cannot get over this hurdle? What am I hearing? What are you hearing? What are you speaking? It comes by hearing. That's what faith, faith, faith comes by hearing. You got to hear. You got to hear. Hearing comes by the word of God. The righteous one lives by faith. They aren't concerned with what they see nor what they hear. They understand that it's all about the favor of justification, being justified, through faith. I have to believe that God dying on the cross made me righteous. And if I believe that he made me righteous as a gift, I maintain my righteousness. As long as there's breath in my body, if I stumble, I have a chance to get it right. That does not make me unrighteous. He did not take the gift back. Don't you give no gift back. Do you know how rude that is? You don't give a gift back. You keep it. You keep it. It was a gift. Don't give it back because you stumbled. You keep it. It's a gift. The more righteous the more, we, the more righteous we are, the more we begin to speak what the Word says. The more we begin to speak what He says, the more we begin to see it in the Spirit. And the more our faith is strengthened, the more we see, the more we speak. The more it allows perseverance and endurance to be our portion. Some of us has been, have been speaking and speaking don't stop. Perseverance and endurance is your portion. Faith is the key to endure life. Don't stop. Perseverance and endurance is your portion. Keep going. Manifestation will come. You must believe. You must speak. If you're feeling tired, if you're feeling worn out, speak the word. Speak the word. Speak the word. And then you must understand that with your faith, your faith is what pleases God. 
And once you're able to please God, you should be able to rest in his peace. So you maintain your righteousness. You maintain your faith. And that will cause you to maintain your peace. That will cause you to maintain your quietness, your freedom from disturbance, your security. What's ailing you? Maintain your peace. What's ailing you? Maintain your peace. How can I maintain my peace when this mountain won't move? How can I maintain my peace when my body is stricken with pain? How can I maintain my peace when the doctor's telling me all this yang-yang? How can I maintain my peace when I know that something's ailing me? How can I maintain my peace when my kids are acting crazy, when my boss is acting crazy, when my job is crazy, and it seems that everything in my face is a mess? How do I maintain? Maintain my peace. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Oh, the word is real, y'all. It's real. What you need is there. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Lean not to the mountain. Lean not to the disturbance. Lean not to the boss. Lean not to the pain. Lean not to your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him. In everything that you do, acknowledge him. With everything that you are, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. How do I maintain my peace? I'm trusting in God. And I don't worry about what I physically see. How is that possible? How is it possible to not worry about what I'm looking at? How is it possible to not worry about the pain that's stricken in my body? I'm on the bed and can't walk. How is it possible? The Word of God is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It heals. It defends. It restores. It renews. It protects. Faith comes by hearing. The Word is alive. You must hear the Word. So that the word can go and do what it needs to do in your life. It's definitely going to take peace to surpass our understanding. Which is why we trust in him and we don't lean to what we see. We allow him to lead us. We allow him to be the lamp to our feet, and the light to our path. That's Psalms 119, 105. The word is real. Everything you need is in there. We allow him to be the lamp to our feet and the light to our path so we can see exactly where we're going, exactly what he's doing, so we are able to maintain our peace by trusting him.
and allowing him to lead us completely. Let me ask you a question. These issues, these mountains, these disturbances, these hurdles that you're going through, if you could physically pick them up and move them out your way, you would. But you can't. So why won't we stand firm and believe God? You're going to need the word for that. You're going to need the word for that so that you can hear the word. You're going to need the word for that. When you maintain your peace, you're allowed to rest. You're allowed to sleep. You're allowed to have security. You're allowed to have something that's so great, I can't live without it. Peace of mind. I am not getting ready to let you frazzle me. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I have all types of little things that I do. When I'm at work, I pull out my little earpiece and I put it in my ear and I got either my music on or I got the word flowing through my ears. When I'm at home, I do the same thing. I disengage from whatever situation going around. That's why I'll be still smiling. see it but I cannot physically fix it I know it I can't physically fix it I know pain I can't physically stop it the medicine that they give you will fix one issue but cause another I'm still dealing with the dry skin from the doggone medicine they gave me and pumped all through me in November. What in the world? I have never had dry skin like this. Never. So it doesn't matter. I'm still like putting this lotion. I'm putting my beauty count lotion on like, in Jesus' name, Lord, please help my skin. I don't care. I don't care. I don't want pain. I don't want disturbances. I don't want mountains in my way. But if they come, they come, and I have the faith to remove them. I have the peace to maintain my stand, my belief. I will not be moved. I don't care. I don't care. And the more the mountain stays there, excuse my French, the more I get pissed off. And the more I get upset about the enemy trying to hinder my way, the more I go after it. The more I grab the word and I apply the word. The more I begin to act out the word. The more I begin to profess and proclaim the word, the best thing for him to do is to stay out of my way. Because the more he tries to hinder me, the crazier I get. I don't care. 
what's facing you. We're in the third, the, what is it, 364th day of this year. I need y'all to think about what you didn't think you would make it through. We are on 364. On 105, you was having major problems and didn't know how to get through it. You hit 364. 364. Now, the great thing about this day is here come 2019. We got another 365 days. We got one more day this year and another 365 days and then another 365 days. But we got a key to endure properly. Getting rid of that learned behavior that just causes us more grief. We have a key to endure properly. Peace allows rest. If you're resting, you're not being tossed to and fro. If you're resting, life issues and circumstances can't toss you to and fro. This is life we live, guys. All this stuff that we go through is just life. You can't be tossed to and fro. Why would you allow Christ's death to be in vain in your life? The scripture says it. If you're not righteous, if you're not going to receive the gift, then you just allowed him to die in vain. Our faith in the word of God allows us to rest. Rest will allow us to endure life. But your rest only comes through your faith. We approach all cert certain things and all sorts of things in life, all sorts of issues. But there is a way to endure and rest, and it's through our faith. The Holy Spirit is here on this earth with us, advocating for us, with us, speaking to us, leading us, guiding us in every way so that we can overcome life, issues, and rest. So that we can overcome and rest. Hebrews 3, 7 says, Therefore, just as the Holy Spirit says, so I need you all to tune your ears to the Holy Spirit's frequency right now. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as when they provoked me, as in the day of trial in the wilderness, where your fathers tried me by testing me and saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with this generation, and I said, they always go astray in their heart. And they did not know my ways. As I swore my wrath 
they shall not enter my rest. That's not us. Hear the Spirit today. Don't be like the children of Israel in the wilderness where God had delivered them and delivered them and delivered them and delivered them. And when we read it in the Bible, we'd be like, what? He opened up the Red Sea and let them walk through dry land. They crazy. What? We in 2018 and in 2016, you never knew you would make it here. What? We crazy. What? We were stricken with sickness and disease and we still here. What? We crazy. That's the same thing. What? They was hungry and he, he rained down bread and they didn't have to do nothing but pick it up and eat. They crazy. How could they not believe God? How could they not trust God? What? We crazy. How many times did we feel we didn't have no food? We didn't know how ends were going to meet. But we made it. How many times we didn't have something to put together, but we made it. How many times our minds were stricken with all type of doubt and fear. But we made it. The Spirit is saying today, don't be like them. Don't, don't harden your heart. Don't be like them. They've seen my works. They've seen my work. You, we've seen his works. We know what he's done in our lives individually. Don't harden your heart and be in disbelief. Because if you do, you can't enter his rest. How can you rest and you don't believe? How can you rest and your mind is crazy? Key to enduring life is faith in God. Maintain your righteousness. Maintain your faith. Maintain your peace. Life is real. Issues are real. And they can be scary. They can definitely be uncertain. But there is a surety that we have. And it's the word of God. Sharper than any two-edged sword. The word is alive. The word is real. So allow the word to be on your lips. Allow the word to be in your mouth. Allow the word of God to be your portion. Allow the word to be opened up to your spirit so that he may reveal to you the keys to the kingdom. 
Father, we bless you today. We worship you. We adore your name, Jesus. For your name is great, your name is good. And Lord, we ask that you receive this prayer over our lives today. That our heart and spirit be completely yours. We thank you for allowing us to see and understand your truth. We thank you for allowing us to get rid of learned behavior from our youth and allowing your truth to be revealed in our lives. Your truth for all to see and know and comprehend. Afford us the strength to proclaim your truth throughout the land. For you, O oh God, are the creator of all. Everyone must hear your truth and make a choice to follow after you. Allow our lives to be the testimony that others hear and see. Allow our lives to draw them to your truth forever. We thank you, O oh God, for choosing us and affording us the ability to be equipped to deliver your truth. Thank you for making us righteous through your faith and allowing your favor to rest on us. We understand, oh God, that your righteousness and our righteousness have nothing to do with what we've done or what we have not done. Our righteousness is all through the workings of you, O oh God. And we are grateful. We're grateful, O oh God, to you. Thank you for allowing your manifold wisdom to be made known to us. Allow your wisdom in us, God, to reach all, to reach everyone that they may know your truth. that everyone may know your truth, oh God. This is the will, God, which Jesus carried out here while he was on this earth. And now it's our time, oh God, to carry your manifold wisdom and dispense your truth to all, just as Jesus did. Allow our faith to be strong and bold in you. Just as when Jesus was troubled in the garden of Gethsemane and he didn't lose heart because of the tribulations and the circumstances that were to come, God, we speak now that we too, oh God, will be able to stand in faith and proclaim your truth regardless of the trouble, regardless of the situation, regardless of any issue that we're facing. Lord, we have complete faith in you. For your truth shall reign forever. We bow and we bless your name, Jesus. Thank you for your strength 
that comes through your joy. Thank you for your joy in troubled times, as well as your joy in good times. Grant us, O oh God, according to your riches of glory, the ability to be strengthened with power through your spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in our hearts through our faith, and we may remain rooted firmly rooted in your love your unconditional love the unconditional love that allowed you oh God to allow your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins and transgressions allow us the ability to comprehend the breadth the length the height the death that we may be able to know the love of Christ which surpasseth our knowledge and be filled with the fullness of God who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we could ask or think according to the power that works within us to you, O oh God, be the glory. To you, God, be the glory. Forever and ever. We thank you for this, this year, God. We thank you. We thank you, O oh God, for your intentional wisdom. We thank you for changing us. We thank you for renewing us. We thank you for putting your mind and your spirit in us. We thank you for your word that we are hiding in our hearts that when we need it, God, we can regurgitate it, oh God. We thank you for your promises that we know are yes and amen. In Jesus' name.